everyone and welcome to Race Time Radio Live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. I'm Joe Chisholm along with Joe Chisholm Jr. Yes, the drifter back in the air chair over there. And uh, we got a great show lined up for you tonight, everybody. Uh, can't, can't wait to get all these guests. It's going to be a comfortable mix of feature winners, big race winners, and how about some champions? Yes, we have some champions for the first time in 2021. Tis that time of the year where champions are all being crowned. And, uh, man, we got still some good races left. Uh, but I'll tell you, it's getting skinny. Uh, summer is definitely winding its way down. Well, of course, out now, officially the fall season. Uh, but... Uh, Man, Junior, good weekend. What's going on over there on your side of the fence? Yeah, definitely. I, uh, you know, Mother Nature put me in the studio tonight. She I, did. I was supposed to be on the road, or either on the road or on top of the spotter stand, um, you know, depending on how you look at it. I don't know what, what time we would have got out of there, but uh, uh, I was supposed to be over at uh, Frosttoberfest uh, at Flamborough Speedway. You know why that's and, not happening, right? Yeah, Mother it's because Nature. Because it's nice and warm outside. It isn't Frost. That's right. Toberfest. That's right. It would have been heat. Toberfest or something like that. That would have been a weekend. terrible name, but yeah, sure. Yeah, something like, like that. It would have been something like that. Warm Toberfest? Yeah. It would that, have been. That, it would have been. Yeah. But, uh, you know, of course, they got the Saturday show in. Um, it, mm. a, a, you know, long standing two day show at Flamborough Speedway the first weekend of October. Yes. Um, you know, forever. Since since I can remember, and probably since you can remember, well, you know, hey, at, way uh, back to when I was a kid, it used to be called Oktoberfest at Flamborough exactly. Speedway. Yep. So uh, you know, just a uh, a staple, if you will, in the playoff scene, quote unquote. Um, you know, of of Ontario short track racing, and and uh, you know, with a hundred percent chance of rain all day long. Yeah. Um, yeah. They uh, they pulled the pin a day early. Uh, they said, let's re-rack. Uh, October 16th is the day. And, uh, yeah, so you're, you're going to see the uh, the late models, the super stocks, and a handful of other divisions as well. Uh, Oscar got their show in on Saturday night. Oh, both, um, right? Yeah. They got, Modifieds and hot rods? Correct, yep. Um, Andy Camrath went to victory lane again. <laughs> Imagine that. In, in the uh, Oscar Modified. And, and uh, Dalen Martin picked up the win, his Did first he? ever Oscar win um, in the... Uh, number 26 fastback mustang i was just gonna say which car did he have that yeah, the thunderbird mustang. the mustang the mustang yeah that car flies well, and yep. a beautiful car yep good for I think the other car is, isn't it a nova it's not a thunderbird no no it's, it's a not, thunderbird no it's not uh, it's it is it's, no, a it's a ford a, it's, it's a, a ford thunderbird fair lane is what it is oh there it's you a go. it's a fair but lane. but i knew but, it was a ford it yep, wasn't it no chevy yep no exactly leslie ford and those guys, uh, yeah, pretty uh, pretty neat to see 
the diversity out there. But congrats to uh, to Dalen Martin and those guys. That's uh, he was pretty pumped up. We were texting back and forth last night. And Damn, should have got, got him on chance. the show tonight. Yeah, I was spotting with him uh, over at Delaware Speedway, and uh, you know we were pretty sporty. We finished third over there, um, and uh, uh, you know we were texting back and forth after last night's big win, and and uh, him and his team sounded like they were burning it down. So uh, they were they were definitely having some fun, but. Uh, Man, the weekend of uh, of you know not first time winners, I guess you could say. Um, you know, of course, Andy Camrath is just you know glued to Victory Lane lately. The last um, couple of years, but uh, you know, Dalen Martin goes to Victory Lane in that, and then you look at the Xfinity Series with Brandon Brown uh, picking up the massive win yes, in that over at yes. Talladega, uh, and then Tate Fogelman uh, goes to Victory Lane for Young's Motorsports in the twelve truck um you know definitely not a surprise that young motorsports at the front at the end they won last year with with uh, with boyd but uh you know definitely a a neat deal not not necessarily a normal see to see young's motorsports in victory lane and uh, they got it done again so uh, uh you know a, a bunch of first-time winners and and then as well a bunch of seasoned gristled veterans in there as well <laughs> yeah sure is uh you know and we have been guilty here on race time radio of not really really focusing in on the Xfinity stuff, the, uh, the the cup and the truck end of things. But this is the time of the year where that coverage ramps up because, of course, the Canadian short track scene is all winding down. So you get a comfortable mix of the two until the Canadian scene is totally finished off. Then, of course, uh, 100% of our focus goes into uh, looking at the trucks, the Xfinity and the Cup Series. And uh, heading, of course, into Speed Weeks 2022. And uh, we got so much to look forward to. But let me tell you who we got on the show tonight. That's right in front of us. Uh, it was the season finale for the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour out on Canada's East Coast. And tonight on the show, we're going to have the winner of the Cummins 150 uh, that just happened last night. Cole Butcher, driver of that 53, that red Atlantic tilt load Dodge, uh, uh, red Atlantic tilt load, not Dodge, but the Atlantic tilt load machine. Uh, It's a Chevy, and uh, it was Cole Butcher going to Victory Lane. We're going to have him on the show right off the bat. And then, what do you say, just about a regular man, he's made more appearances in the last month, Junior, than you have here on the show, Uh, the 99 of Craig Slon White is the 2021 champion in that uh, Maritime Pro Stock Tour. He is going to join the show. We will catch up with him one last time this month. I don't believe he's going to be racing anywhere else. Uh, he has had a just a tremendous season. Uh, Craig Slon White's going to join the show. Then we're going to go a little further, Junior, across the pond, and we're going to go all the way out to Eastbound International Speedway, and the 2021 Late Model Sportsman Champion uh, is a guy that's done it before. I believe he's a three-time champion now. Driver of the 74, Jason Groves, is going to join the show from Eastbound. Then, last week, we tried to get uh, Brandon Watson on this show, the APC champion. But, of course, they were uh, on track. He was in the NASCAR Penny Series last weekend. Uh, those guys either on the track or just getting off the track, uh, trying to get things uh, rustled around so we could talk about the championship in APC. Uh, we couldn't key it up with Brandon last week, but we do have him on here tonight. 
we'll be catching up with the 2021 APC champion. We'll also hear from DJ Kennington, driver of that Castrol Edge Dodge that had a just about a perfect weekend, Junior, at Delaware. You would have been there seeing uh, how everything unfolded there. Three big races, three points-paying events last Friday, Sunday at Delaware Speedway. DJ Kennington goes away with two out of the three. He will join the show tonight. It'd be interesting talking to DJ and find out how everything unfolded there for those guys. Yeah, definitely. It was a uh, it was a Cinderella weekend, really, for DJ Kennington. You know, it was a uh, you know he marketed it all week as as coming home. It was a home tour, so uh, uh, you know it it was pretty cool. I I stayed at DJ's place last weekend for for the whole weekend over at uh, in St. Thomas. There, you know, it was a nice little 15, 18 minute drive over to Delaware Speedway, and and uh, you know the amount of work and effort that they put into that. Uh, um, you know, he, he always puts a lot of work and effort into everything that he does but uh uh you know the the amount of emphasis pep in the step uh, momentum mojo whatever you want to call it that the Castrol Edge team had um they they definitely had it in spades heading into uh the Friday night edition um uh, at Delaware and that carried over to the the Saturday night as well or the Sunday night rather um where DJ picked up the first win um of of the two out of the 125 and the 150 and uh you know he was looking like he was going to be a threat if he would have won that that third uh he would have won that championship and oh, yeah. uh, it would have been pretty wild but uh, uh just a, an incredible season um the NASCAR Pinty series had and and DJ did a wonderful job so it, it we we had a lot of good times we're going to have a lot to talk about on the show not just about last weekend but about the the uh the holiday weekend that we just spent yeah. up in uh, Buckhorn Lake yeah we'll be Doing that tonight with DJ and final guest tonight on the show, uh, Grand Enfinger. Uh, he's got big news. It was just announced on the weekend. You're going to see Grand Enfinger back in a GMS truck for the full season in 2022. Uh, that's huge news. We got our buddy Finger going to join the show at uh, in hour number two. But what do you say we get to the hotline and bring in a four-time winner in 2021? He drives the number 53 on Canada's East Coast in the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. His name, Cole Butcher, driver of the 53. What's going on tonight there, Cole? How are you? Oh, tell you what, I'll push the right button and then we'll have Cole. There we go, Cole. What's going on? How you doing, buddy? Oh, not much. Yourself? Oh, just flying away, man. Uh, been quite a weekend. It sounds like it was a darn good weekend to be in that 53 car. Finally, nothing broken. Away you go. You win your fourth race of the year. Good run. Yeah, thank you. No, we had a good car all day, and the guys worked hard, and uh, ended up getting the win. Cole, you were this close, and I know everybody can't see it. We're on radio, but you were this close to another championship in the Pro Stock Tour. Were you trying to go for that championship, or did that thought sort of leave your mind and uh, you guys just went out there to focus in on race wins? I mean, anything could have happened. A miracle would have had to happen for us to win the championship. So we just put our heads down and went for the race win, and we were able to get it. But, you know, Spawn White, he's had a pretty good year, so uh, I knew he was going to be there at the end regardless. So take us back to last night at uh, Scotia Speed World, a track you are oh so familiar with, uh, probably a track you cut your teeth on. Uh, take us back to last night in that Cummins 150. Where did you roll off? How did you qualify? Take us through the day. Um, we 
got the second in our heat race, but due to us having previous victory, we can't start any more than 80%, so I think we started, I don't know, 16th or something like that. Wow. Um, so me, Craig Spawnway, and Noggle all had to start pretty well with each other, so we all made our way to the field. Uh, about lap 75, I think I took the lead from Corey Hall. He started losing his brakes, and then uh, we were able to pull off and get the win. Cole, was it a, um, a a break at halfway? Was there a competition yellow? Or did you guys just go 150 and roll her all the way through? No, it was just 150 all the way through. We had a couple of cautions, so it gave us a little bit of a break. But no, there was no time to adjust or anything. You know, I think back, uh, and it's quite a few years ago now, but I remember uh, the, the spring race, uh, the one year we went to 150s out there in, the, in, in the Pro Stock Tour. It was at Scotia. And uh, we did have a kind of a rough race at the beginning of that one, and there was a lot of yellow, uh, a lot of yellow laps, and consequently there was cars running out of fuel at the end. Uh, whatever happened with that? Because you guys seem to be able to roll a one fifty now, start to finish. Did you guys have to upgrade fuel cells and go with a a bigger cell? Oh yeah, some people went from fifteen gallons, fifteen gallons, eighteen gallons, and then the some people already had 22-gallon fuel cells, so I think it might have been a mixture of less cautions and bigger fuel cells. Yeah, a little bit of both, I guess, right? <laughs> and uh, that, that, that's the way the series is. You guys are famous for, uh, you know, getting those long green flag runs. Is that the way the race was? I know I, I really wanted to tune in and watch it and uh, be damned, I missed it. It was on Tim's Corner uh, Motorsports, and I missed the whole race. Oh, I was so disappointed when I missed it. Uh, but what was uh, what was the situation there? You guys are really good at those long green flag runs. Did you have those? Yeah, I think we only had about two cautions. There was a couple couple incidents where people cars got spun out and they never threw the caution, so that was pretty good. And it happens, right? Uh, now, not very often do we have it where there is, you know, caution after caution. Uh, and normally in races, cautions breed cautions. But not so in the pro stock tour. You guys do a really good job. Uh, I think it's a combination of respect and, uh, you know, the cars, the cars themselves. You guys uh, put a lot of work into them. No different this year, Cole, than any other year with the 53, right? You win four races. That speaks to a lot of preparation in the shop throughout the course of the year. Yeah, we had a really good year. Um, we were just still down nine, six, three races compared to a normal season. But uh, you know, to get four victories this year, it was a uh, you know our team did a lot of work this year to prepare for all this. And uh, you know we didn't get the championship, but we have four wins to show for it. So 2022 uh, is going to come at us, uh, and we're all hoping that you know life's going to return to normal or as close to normal as we're going to be able to get it, closer to normal than what we experienced this year. Uh, will you get a new a new fifty three car? Is the fifty three car that you just won these four races with up for sale? Uh, I I know you to be switching gear out quite a bit and trying stuff new. Are you going to do that, or is the fifty three you got now going to be the fifty three you start with next year? Uh, the fifty three I have now is supposed to be the only American car for like when we go to Austria because the other car got wrecked at Petty. So I have a new Taylor car on order, and then I have another car on order. So I have a couple cars on order for the winter. Ah, always changing. Uh, new technology and the latest, greatest is what you've got. Or do you go back to the 
you know, the, 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 the proven way of doing things? Do you hit on stuff and say, you know what, I'm going to go back to the way this was? Well, a little bit of both. Sometimes uh, you go back with the old stuff, but then you still integrate some new stuff to it. So it's a little bit of both. So this year you also surfaced at the uh, at the Masters, the Motor Mile Masters. Are you going to go, uh, is this it for you now, the, the Cummins 150 at Scotia? Is that going to be it for the season? Or do you think maybe we can uh, see you surface at the Derby once again? I know you did that uh, the last few years. Uh, we head out to Nashville October 22nd for the All-America 400. And then uh, we'll come home for a couple of weeks and then we'll head back to the Derby. That's awesome. Just like the past couple of years, right? You've, you went down there, uh, Cole. You, you've really taken a liking or taken a shine to to Nashville over the last little bit. And, and you got to feel like that track owes you something. Yeah, yeah we've been past there every time. Maybe we'll get more than five laps in this time and uh, <laughs> be there at the end. Absolutely. Isn't that, that's where you got the pull, right? That was for the All-American, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, that's correct. We have an outside pole and an inside pole. Yeah, that's uh, that's clipping. That's getting it done down there. But uh, Cole, looking at uh, at obviously a, a great season, four wins. You know, you, you enter the season. Obviously, everybody wants to win the championship, and you know they, they always have goals. You always have goals as a race team. What did you did you achieve your goals this season? Did you like where did you where did you miss out? like to have won that Mike Stevens Memorial weekend a couple of weeks ago. We were at the fastest. We had one of the fastest cars there, and I think we could have been in contention to win that one along with the international weekend at the start of the year. We were leading with 17 laps to go, and a lapper took us out, so those two got away from us. But other than that, I think we met our goals. That's yeah. awesome. It, it's it's always interesting to hear you know drivers like Cole Butcher, right? Like look back on on what what could have been, like what slipped through the fingers, what maybe the you know the team you know dropped the ball on, or, or the driver dropped the ball on, or or where did you overachieve? What, were there any moments where you overachieved, where you think that maybe you had the fifth place car, but you went and, and got the dub, or or were there moments like that throughout the season? One race at Petty where Corey Hall and Nicholas Nolan got into it, and I probably would have finished second that race to Corey Hall, so we ended up winning that one. But um, everything else was kind of normal. Nice. How about this season, really, uh, Noggle? You mentioned him there. He's got, coming off a couple of second-place finishes. Uh, good, good season for that 08 car. What's he like to run against? Corey's good. They have a great family. Uh, the Noggles are all good. They work, work as hard as anyone, and uh, you know, they keep on improving their program every year. Really, a different look at the front, you know, the front two thirds of the field um, this year. There, there was obviously, uh, you know, a couple of names that that weren't on the track necessarily, um, and, but then, you know, there there was a different look and a different feel to the front two thirds of the field. Obviously, you are one of those grizzled veterans now that we've talked about yeah. numerous times. Um, but but really, seeing you know Corey Hall kind of come into his own. Craig Slon White's been on the track with you for a long period of time but but his position has changed right he's he's gained uh you know that the great equipment and and he's got a lot of momentum so so having him up towards the front week in and week out um it, did it feel like a little bit of a different season and and kind of you know change into the guard if you will um or 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 was it status quo on that front kind of same other than not Dylan Blakehorn being there. So it used to be very well Butchers versus King versus Blakehorn Motorsports. But I guess the only thing that's changed is 
Blankhorn wasn't there very often. Gotcha. Yeah, and you would have missed that too. I bet, Cole, because uh, uh, no, he wouldn't have. Oh, he would have. <laughs> this guy, this Cole Butcher, loves the competition just, just as kidding. much as anybody. But uh, uh, it, you know, I think back to so many good races, be it at Scotia, be it at Riverside, uh, with you in that '67 car. Uh, I'll tell you what, nobody, nobody on the property at any one of those races could uh, definitively say. My money is going on this car because he is going to win. It was always a we don't know until the last corner of the last lap with you two guys on the racetrack. It, like phenomenal racing. Yeah, you're right. We have each have our strong suits. He's good at Riverside. I'm good at Scotia. So sometimes we reverse roles, but uh, no, we always race each other hard, and we have a lot of respect for each other. And uh, hopefully in 2022, all that's back on the racetrack. Mix in. All of the other positives that are coming out of the tour, and I'll tell you what, uh, n- n- nobody, nobody is, uh, uh, y- you know, more excited for 2022 than all of us, I can guarantee it. Uh, congratulations on another big win there, number 53, and uh, we'll be following you. Uh, you're going to head off to Nashville. We'll definitely uh, get your view on how things went from Nashville. If, of course, we can line things up there, uh, just good luck and you know, uh, all of us in Canada are going to be with you inside that 53. Perfect. I can't wait for it. You want us to sit on the left side, or how does that work? <laughs> wherever you please. <laughs> wherever you please. Good stuff, Cole. Uh, congratulations on the big victory. Who have you got to thank for that, that big win and that season you've had? Oh, all my guys. You know, i got Craig, James, David, 60, Craig Langell, my dad, um, Huey, uh, my sponsors, Lank Colo, Top Construction, Hanging Up Fisheries, uh, Route 7 Excavating, Murray Davis Excavating, and uh, can't thank everybody enough. Now, that's the stuff. You go back to it, buddy. Uh, get ready. Nashville's coming, and we'll be all watching you. But uh, you take it easy, and thanks so much for the time once again on Race Time. No problem. Thank you for having me. You betcha. 53, Cole Butcher. Love, love watching that guy race that 53, and... Uh, four wins, nothing to sneeze at, man. Absolutely. No, nothing to sneeze at at all. And, and uh, you know, it proves the level of competition that you're seeing right now out of that Pro Stock Tour. Um, just uh, I- incredible. You know, when you look at uh, Craig won four times as well, right? Right. Um, and then, you know, when you look down through now, the... Now, they weren't four tour races. They weren't four but, tour races, but. but he picked up four dubs out there, four, four big races. Um, but, you know, when you look at, at the... You know, I I would I would say that those two were the class of the field. Obviously, Corey Hall, um, you know, he he had some great runs and uh, he was right up there. You would put him in the mix. Um, but it, it's interesting to me that I think it's going to be a different complexion when we roll into twenty twenty two. I think there's a tremendous amount of momentum for some of these guys that are used to running. You know. Sixth through tenth, right, and and you know by all accounts, I think you're going to see, um, you know, a little bit. I, I know Cole said he didn't feel it right now. He didn't feel it this year, right. But I think that there's definitely some momentum that is building on the back half, and you know you can say that about every single year, but the past few have been status quo. Right. You know, he's been kind of just the top guard. You know, he's been the old. That's right. He's been the The consistent guy, right? Same with Dylan, right? Dylan has been the consistent guy. And and, uh, really, you know, Hicken did it as a short burst. 
you know, mm-hmm. when, when he came out with that, that beautiful race car. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, he popped into that mix and, and now, you know, reverse the roles, uh, Craig Slonwhite pops into that mix. But I think you're going to see a tremendous amount of momentum for some of these guys that are, you know, from fifth to 10th now, um, you know, they, they have to keep their pencil sharp and, and, uh, you know, obviously he, he alluded to it and he's got two new cars on order. Yeah. Um, yeah. they, they keep their, they keep their status at the top of that game, uh, by, by doing just that and, and, uh, you know, going to work over the off season and going to the drawing board and making sure that you got a good piece. Yeah. And making sure you got tons of laps. And that's one thing that 53 has got, uh, they just, if there's a race, you can count on them being there and jumping into it. Uh, we're going to hit this first break, Junior. When we come back, the champion from that East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, the 99, yes, Craig Slonwhite. He is back on Race Time Radio on the other side of this break. Hey, race fans, this is Mike Skinner, pole sitter of the Daytona 500 in 1997. You're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Race Time Radio is brought to you by GetRackHunter.com. Take your shot, pull the trigger, and join Rack Hunter Nation. On both sides of the border at GetRackHunter.com. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick, quick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick, quick fire starter into the pit. Add your wood and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick, quick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! Gain access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. They're side by side for the win. Woo! It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indiganish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quick Wick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest 
DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight. And no, this is not a rear of Race Time Radio. You are listening live. And I know our, our next guest, I, I feel as though we're going to have to get him a chair and his own microphone and set him over there. Uh, but he is the champion in the East Coast, uh, East Coast Maritime Pro Stock Tour. Uh, let's welcome in the 99, Craig Slon White, the champ. What's going on tonight, champ? How are you? Hey, buddy, just nursing a hangover, that's all. Oh, uh, yeah. Bet. You and your <laughs> bottle of Tylenol would go a long way today. That's right, yeah, we were best friends today. Uh, oh, is I it, wouldn't it, doubt is it. Is it blue Gatorade, or, or is it, is it, what's the, what's the, uh, the magical oh, yeah, remedy? Oh, water or an Advil liquid gel. There you go. Yep, uh, listen, absolutely. Yeah. You are just some lucky, I'll tell you, that uh, Jerry Paxton and uh, Brad Mann and myself and Josh Paxton, you are so lucky we weren't out there this year to help you celebrate that championship, because I'll tell you what, uh, you'd be still lit. <laughs> we would. Yeah, we all would. Incredible, yeah, too man. It wouldn't have been too bad. It wouldn't have been a normal year, so that everything could just happen normally here. <laughs> well, you know what? It was. Uh, it was just amazing uh, to be able to. And I'm thankful that Tim Terry did what he did this year, so I was able to look in and actually watch some of the successes that you had. Uh, I kicked my arse really hard because I did miss yesterday's show, uh, but it sounds uh, by all accounts. Uh, Cole Butcher, we just heard from the winner. Sounds like you had a decent day, too, and uh, still came away with the championship and a race car. Sounds like it was all a success. Oh, it was. It was, it was a great, great day all around. It was It was a little bit nerve-wracking. That was the first time for me ever going into a final race leading the points in this deal. Um it was uh, it was different. It was a different day. It really was. I needed to. I knew I needed to focus. I knew I needed to just do what I normally do. Um, but it was different. It was um, it was a pretty cool pretty cool experience. Pretty cool day. Craig, take us back to obviously the the conversations leading up to the race. Not not the fifteen times that you're on RTR in the past fifteen weeks. But <laughs> I, I mean I mean the conversations in the hauler. Um, it, take us back to what you knew about where you were at in the championship, because points racing, you know, even the most seasoned points, you know, runners, they, they, the final race is where they really key into the points and they look at it and they're like, okay, this is what we have to accomplish today. What did that look like for you? Obviously you entered with a decent size point lead. Um, but what were the parameters for you strapping into the car and, Fast forward a little bit from there, and were there any moments in the race where you thought, oh, no? Uh, no, uh, not really. You know, I mean, we went into the day with 42 points, and, and everybody was like, oh, you got it locked up. You got it locked up. And I'm like, no, it is not locked up. It is the furthest thing from locked up. And um, I, I knew going into the day that I needed to be somewhat at par with Cole heat race point wise um you know let's say he went and won the heat race and i finished last or whatever and you gain you know six eight or ten points in the heat race or whatever 
um, well, that all of a sudden knocks it down to 30-something points, and then that's only 50, 15 positions, and there's 19 cars. So right. the same thing could happen to me that happened to Cole. You go out, you know, lap three, clutch would have went, or just anything could happen. So I basically <clears throat> knew what I needed to do in the heat race. Um, I just, I guess I knew I, I couldn't let him gain like 10 points or 8 points or whatever. Uh, he gained 3 in the heat race on me because we were actually, uh, he started a pole the heat race, I started 5th, and we were in a fast heat. Um, and I, I started 5th, yeah, finished 4th, I think, in the heat race, so he gained 3 on me there. Um, and then going into the feature, I I had one goal in mind. It was to go out and win the race. And <clears throat> we started... Him and I started 12th and 13th, and I knew obviously that I needed to keep Cole within my sights. He had a good day. He had the car was his car was back to back to where it should be, um, and I knew he was going to be fast. and And I knew I had a good piece, so it was like, okay, well, if he gets by me first, I'm going to follow him to the front, or I'm sure if I get by him, he's going to follow me to the front. And it was kind of exactly how it played out. I ended up, uh, I got by him on the initial start, I think, and, and the two of us literally just trucked to the front. Um, it was quite fun, actually, passing a lot of cars, and I got to, I guess I would have got to third. No, I got to fourth mm. on uh, on a restart and passed Corey for third, and when I did, I think he cut in behind me pretty quick, and him and Cole might have got together. I, I didn't see it or I didn't talk much about it because I was just too busy celebrating after the race. But <laughs> from what I from what I heard, um, they both kind of Corey got into me. I was sideways, like I was going around, and Cole tagged my left front with his right front and straightened me back out. <laughs> and then I was kind of I was slow. Everybody kept going. The caution didn't come out because we didn't spin. Right. Um, and I ended up falling back to, Jesus, I don't even know where I fell back to, maybe, I don't know, 10th. No, it was probably more than that. It might have been 12th, something. And at that time, Cole and Corey and all them guys kept their position. So I had to come from mid-pack again um, back to the front. And, uh, you know, Cole and Nicholas and myself, I think, I think any one of us could have won the race. We were all pretty equal. Um, I almost got Nicholas at the line for second, but um, just good hard racing, really. And, uh, you know, I just when we started the race, I knew the car was good enough. I just needed to keep clean. And that, that was probably the only time during the race, Joe, that I, I was like, ah, you know, could have been all over right there. You know? Yep, yep. It seems it seems like every points battle, there's there's always there's always that one moment where you're like, you know that we could have given it all away and then and or or not you don't really question it in the heat of the moment you you kind of it, it kind of flashes in front of your eyes you know it's like your life flashes in front of your eyes for a minute and you're like whoa okay and then you take a step back regroup and then get to the end of the race and and yeah. you know it just seems like uh, you know and i think back to ranger in in 2019 spotting for him and 
you know, we we had a decent points lead. I think we had to finish like eleventh. We had to finish like no better than or no worse than eleventh. And the other guy had to win the race, lead the most laps in order to beat us. So like we yeah. felt like we were pretty, you know, in check. And at that point, it, we had just crossed halfway, and that the guy who we were racing led all the laps up until that point. And so he had the most laps locked most up. Most laps. And yep. we're running around in fourth or fifth, and we're lapping a guy, and he blew a tire as we were lapping him, and washed up and just clipped the left rear, and that brought out a yellow. But, like, that was the moment that flashes to me that, yeah. that always, like, exactly. whoa, no. Like, that's, yeah. like, like we yeah. this could have been a game over. And, yeah. and you know, it's it seems like no matter what, you have all the confidence in the world. You go out and race. If you try to be defensive, you give everything up, and, and you've got no chance at it, you know. And, but, like, you did it, obviously, the right way. And, and you know, you got to keep your forward momentum. you got to do everything that you did leading up to that point to get you there, right? And, yeah. and uh oh, that's the uh, that's the coolest part. I'm glad to hear that you didn't go out there and ride around in tenth and in in second gear and and uh, you know nurse it. You uh, you raced it, and uh, the fans yeah. would have appreciated yeah. that as well. I know, like last weekend's race when Cole fell out, um, he fell out early, obviously, and I played that I played that guy. I was that guy that rode around, and I was happy with where I was running because you know I knew I was padding to my point lead. Um, Obviously, I did what I had to do. It was my first championship. It was the first one that was right in front of my eye. Um, and who knows if it'll ever happen again. You don't know, right? Absolutely. So I played that role last weekend, and it drove me insane because yeah. not only, like, I had a car to probably finish on the podium, and that would have been a podium every race that I was in this year. So I'm quite ticked at myself for that, for not getting on the wheel. And, and grabbing a trophy last weekend because, I mean, who wouldn't want to say that your season every race this year was, I think we raced 12 or 13 times and we were on the podium every time. So my worst finish is fourth, and it was last weekend because I rode around like a, I won't say it, but. Um, <laughs> we know what you're thinking. <laughs> right. Hey, the, exactly. the glass so. the glass slipper still fits, bud. Yeah, right? Like, right. that's that's the way right. she works. And, and uh, <laughs> that's the... Uh, you know, seeing seeing the the victory lane celebration and and all of that stuff, uh, it was a feel good moment. You know, just for for me as a fan, looking you know from the outside looking in, I thought it was really cool. Um, you know, definitely, it's it's always a storyline when somebody picks up their first championship. Um, you know, but uh, but definitely, you know, seeing the season that you had, um, you know, with every race you know, having the ability to be on the podium, uh, is, is, you know, what it takes today to win a championship and, and, uh, uh, hats off to you guys because it was definitely exciting as hell all the way through. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you take, for instance, I said this to somebody, I think last week, and they were like, how do you not have like way more points than that? Well, when you're racing somebody like Cole, yep. that wins four races, finishes on the podium as much as you do. He's badass fast wherever he is. Um, He's probably one of the best in Canada. Um, it's just that's why your point lead's not padded anymore. You're racing against a guy like that that you have to have a flawless season to win the championship, and and that is legit what I had. I had a flawless season. It was it's it's one of those things that is almost unheard of, um, and to only win it by thirty. How many points did I win it by? Thirty three or thirty six or something. Whatever. 
I mean, that's not a lot of points. That's 15 spots on the racetrack over a whole year. If you're just tuned in to Race Time Radio, you're a little bit late, but that's okay. Who we're with right now on the other end of the hotline is the 2021 East Coast International Pro Stock Tour champion. Yes, champion. The number 99 of Craig Slon White. He just sealed the deal last night and was crowned that champion. Craig, for everybody tuned in, for all those short track racers coast to coast, that get out there and do what you do each and every week uh, to try and do a championship, and maybe they haven't been successful yet. How many seasons have you been in the Pro Stock Tour? How many of those seasons, uh, you, like you would have been trying for the points, championship, probably every year that you've been in the Tour. How many years did it take you before you actually did it? Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen seasons. Yeah, 13 seasons. It's uh, My rookie year was 2008 with, with Frank Fraser, with Frankie and Curtis and the boys. Um, yeah, 13 years, man. Um, and again, last year, over the last couple of years, I was ready to hang up the helmet. Like, I was done. I, I, I want to win races. My team wants to win races. My sponsors want to win races. We're, we're capable of doing it, but we just weren't in capable enough equipment to get the job done. And, you know, it's not from a lack, lack of trying. I mean, we, we gave every effort that we ever possibly could over those amount of years and just could not seal the deal. And, you know, to be ready to hang up the helmet last year, to go into this year, um, you know, all my same guys, and then you add Andrew and Jonathan and Corey, Roley at King, and I get into this Fury car prepared by them guys. And, you know, Jonathan had success in it. Um, they've had success everywhere in those cars. And right from the minute I tested it, even last year, I knew that if I couldn't join them, I was going to get beat by them. And going into this year, uh, you know, when we, t- we tested that a couple times before the season started, and it was like, wow, man, if I can keep my head on straight, I can win a race again. Like, and that was my goal. My goal this year was to win a race. I needed to win a race to redeem myself, my crew, my family, friends, sponsors, fans. I needed to do that. I needed to hold the checker flag. You know, I mean, it's a young man's sport anymore. I'm 40. Um, I don't think that that's old, but it's old with who I'm racing against. Mm. And... I just didn't know if I could get the job done anymore. Ah, and, man. Well, I always we believed in you, together. man. I well, always. We put together is phenomenal. I always believed in you, my friend. Uh, right back, uh, I, I was there. We called the race the night you won that Cat 250 and that 99 car. Uh, you didn't have a winning car that night. I know you ended up in victory lane, but that was sheer guts, determination, and not, not quitting and never giving up. That's what won that 250 that night. And I turned to Jerry Paxton that very night. That was how many years ago now? That's, what, six, seven years ago. I said to Jerry, man, that 99 car, I will take that guy in every race from here till Timbuktu as long as he's in a race car because that guy will never quit. (laughs) Well, that's one thing I will never do. I will not quit. It 
could be falling apart. It could have no power steering. I'd, I'd grab a hold of the steering. I'd grab a hold of the steering shaft with my hand if I had to to get it around the racetrack. That's just that's who I am. It's how I've always raced. Um, when you start your pro stock career under a hard nosed racer like Frank Frazier, what what are you to do? You're to man up and you're to drive. Yeah, and, and if you that's don't, how I learned how to drive, and that's I'll I'll never I'll never steer away from that. That's just. It's who I am. I'll, again, it might have not a panel left on it. I, I love to make it laps with two tires. I don't know. It's just who I am. I will never not give 150% whenever, I, whenever I'm in a race car. That's just who I am. Incredible. And it pays dividends in 2021. You are the champion in one of the toughest series in Canada in a super late model. Uh, Craig Slon White, you did it. The 99 car had great support and you reward them with a championship. Who have you got on that car? Oh man, just uh, everybody that's everybody that's involved with me. Presidential ventilation, Archibald drilling and blasting, Atlantic explosive, Clutch, Clutch Canada, uh, Stones RV, Selric Enterprises, um, Howard Little, um, KC Marine, um, Sydney, uh, Alexander Sign Group, um, Fury Race Cars, uh, King Racing, um, Man, who am I forgetting? Mike Fulmore. Uh, if I had a picture of the car in front of me right now, I'd probably not forget anybody. But um, and, and not just those people that are with me right now. I'm thanking everybody that's ever been involved with me. There's been silent partners. There's been people that have helped me over the years. You know, I mean, the the old. If it wasn't for Doug Hines, Halifax Glass, yeah, I wouldn't be where i'm at either you know that man god rest his soul took took me and my team to you know where we are today um atlantic cat when i first started dan mcleod you know gave gave that sponsorship to me through frank to keep us rolling um mountain wild blueberries like they were on board like everybody everybody that's ever been involved with me like i just to get me to this point finally and to finally seal the deal, um, it, it's phenomenal. It's it's phenomenal for all my crew guys, you know. Again, Matt uh, Hines has been with me since day one. Um, Shane Lively, Roderick Dean, Stephen Nix, uh, Curtis Lindsay. Uh, man, just... And everybody that's, everybody that's ever been on my cruise, you know. Man, my brother, Derek, um, Mike. Brian, Sean, Jeff, like there's so many people I want to thank. Like I forget so many people right now, but it's just I want to thank everybody that's ever done anything for me in this deal. To finally seal the deal is something that, you know, I thought was too far gone for me. I did. I thought it was too far gone for me. And to actually get it done, I can't tell you how I feel right now. Oh, that And that's awesome. Craig, you have earned it. You have earned it all the way through. And really, it's a combination of everybody since the day you sat in that first car uh, coming all the way full circle now as a champion in one of the toughest racing series in North America. Uh, and that isn't a stretch. I'm not saying that anybody that understands that Maritime Pro Stock Tour understands exactly what I'm saying, that it is incredibly tough to be not only a race winner, which you won, 
uh, four times. I know for sure you won four times this year. I know they weren't all pro stock tour races, but uh, that Mike Stevens Memorial might as well be a tour race because you're up against the same guys, and if yeah, not right. more, uh, and you went out there and stood the test in that one as well. Uh, to see the success you've had this year is truly, truly amazing, and uh, it's very, very cool. Uh, I know we look forward to 2022, and hopefully, hopefully, we'll be back on that East Coast with you and bring in the, you know, the listeners all the action uh, throughout the course of the season. But this has been great catching up with you this many times this year, Craig. And uh, just congratulations from all of us here, from all the listeners. Uh, congratulations on your accomplishments, my man. You did it. Awesome. And just a... Awesome. a, a Thank you so very much. A heads- I, I, I appreciate it so much. A heads up to all the Pro Stock Tour competitors. When the banquet happens... Um, make sure that, you know, before the award ceremony kicks off, make sure you get two drinks as opposed to one because he's going to thank like a thousand people. So just, yeah, just, absolutely. uh, it's going to be a long one. I apologize to everybody now. Don't, don't apologize for a thing, my friend. No it's, way. uh, it, 13 years is a long time. And, and, uh, you know, it, it means a lot that you do, that you do thank those people. And, and, uh, they, they did all get you there. And that's the, uh, that's the coolest part about it. Uh, hats off to you guys and, and congratulations, Craig. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, guys, very much. Now I know it's next year. it's only it's only one day old, right? That you've been the champion, but have you thought twenty twenty two yet? Are you going to go out and defend? <laughs> It'd be kind of hard not to. I don't think it would be kind of hard to. I've said, you know, if I if I become the champion, I'd like to chase big races. Um, but I think it's going to be hard to turn the back on the tour. I've been on the tour for thirteen years. We've just got such everything going for us right now with being involved with Andrew and, and, and Jonathan and Corey at King with Rolly and, and like, like we're just, we're, we're having a time, man, we're having a time. And to, to just, to say that I'm not going to race full time, I think is probably just, I'd, I'll be bullshitting people. So, <laughs> um, yeah, at the end of the day, I do want to do some bigger races next year. I, I want to do the Oscar 250. I want to do, I want to do a race before, that um i hope the tour i hope the tour listens to us racers um during this winter going into the schedule for next year because we've been asking for a long time to to have that oxford 250 weekend off and you know for myself for cole um and i'm sure there's a few other guys you know i i'm i'm sure brian would love to take nicholas to the oxford 250 but Again, it's on a tour race weekend, so if everybody can just get together on the tour and the tracks here, like just if just just make it happen, just make it happen, just have that weekend as an off weekend, so that you know I think again I I I really want to do that race. I, I it could be the it could be the difference of racing full time or not, because um, I don't want to I don't I wouldn't want to do the Oxford 250 half ass. I wouldn't want to. You know, go down to practice, come back, race the car on Saturday night here, load it up, drive back to Oxford. You're not giving it a fair shake. So that's my next year's plans. Um, that I, to redeem myself at the Oxford 250 is a is a goal of mine. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool if uh, the Oxford 250 was an open weekend for you guys in the tour, 
And it'd be kind of cool if the IWK 250 was an open weekend uh, for those guys to be able to come and jump into uh, Canada's uh, ultimate short track race. Uh, it'd be kind of cool to see both those things happen. But, Craig, what we've got is the whole off season ahead of us. We'll hammer it here on Race Time Radio. And maybe, just maybe, somewhere out there, somebody will say, hey, that's a good idea and make it all happen. Wouldn't that be cool? That's right. Yeah. That'd be nice. Congratulations, Craig. You have a good one. Uh, get ready. The banquet's coming. Uh, you, you get all those guys lined up and uh, enjoy that uh, championship, my friend. Will do, man. Thank you very much. You bet. Driver of the 99, Craig Slonwhite. we got to hit this break. When we come back, another champion's coming up. Hey, race fans, it's the 82 Fortino's Dodge, Dave Conley from Ottawa, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. Check us out at a local school. Go to fuelforkids.ca. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada, to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuel, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Finally, winter is in the rearview mirror. Camping this year is going through the roof. Be prepared for your getaway. Pack a good supply of Quick Quick Fire Starters. Seasoned pro campers have been using Quick Quick Fire Starters for over 30 years. No need to take paper or kindling. Just add your wood and your Quick Quick Fire Starter and let the stories begin around the campfire. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the official starter of spring and summer. Gene Simmons and his famous tongue stop by Canada Talks. We were recording some demos at Electric Lady Studios in New York City. And the first record had just come out a few doors down from Electric Lady Studios, which was built by Jimi Hendrix and his people. I remember going a few doors down in this small record company. It had Kiss album in the window, and I remember going in and buying it, and it was sort of like magic. Canada Talks, Sirius XM Channel 167. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen, and I'm Mike Babchuk. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio, so I'll ask you some questions, and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You go to the diner with your family. Me? I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You? Tom Brady. Me? Anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You? Talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me? I would like to do more of my wife. (laughs) I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and by GetRackHunter.com. Race Time Radio. Only on Sirius XM 167. We get you closer. If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. 
Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio Live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. And speaking of champions, this next guest has a championship. I believe it's his third title at Eastbound International Speedway out in Newfoundland. A beautiful racetrack out there. The driver, the number 74 his name, Jason Groves, and he's a good friend of Race Time Radio. Let's welcome him in. Jay, what's going on? Congratulations, buddy. Another title. Uh, thanks, Joel. It's uh, glad to be on the air with you. Is this the third one, Jay? Uh, second. That's second. second. Okay. I thought it was the third championship for you. You were the first ever NASCAR champion at the Rock. Of course, NASCAR sanctioned out there. Was this, in fact, another NASCAR championship for you this year? Yes, it was. This is the second one, yep. Incredible. So you'll be all revved up getting ready to go for Charlotte now. Um, I think this year I heard Mike say maybe he wasn't having a banquet year, I guess, with all the COVID and everything going on. Oh, I never yeah. thought of that. That's right, yeah. too, with the with the border being closed and stuff. Yeah, it'd be yeah. kind of difficult, wouldn't it? Yeah, NASCAR, NASCAR was talking about that for sure. Uh, yep. Jay, uh, walk us back through the year, bud. It sounds like it was a, a spectacular season at at Eastbound. Obviously, you know, lots of lots of uh, you know impediments, I guess you could say, with COVID, but uh, uh, lots of barriers to jump over and lots of hurdles to uh, to jump through. But uh, uh, it sounds like it was a great season for you guys, and and uh, you guys definitely uh, posted some great numbers. Uh, it sounds like there was quite the tire shortage out there on the rock as well that you had to deal with. Yeah, it was really hard. At first of the year, we had some tires, and probably halfway through the season, we were trying to get some out of Nova Scotia, and a few times we got some. Then after that, they had shortage, so then we couldn't get any more tires. And so we just ran whatever we can find, dig out old tires and, and use it. And uh, throughout the season, we had a great season. It was, I think we had came out with five wins out of 11 races. It was solid top trees every week. If we wasn't, it was great. It was pretty much a perfect season. Yeah, and that's what you need to do. you got to be consistent. And, Jason, I was fortunate enough for uh, two years to be out there on the rock and uh, being witness to what you guys do out there. And it's some of the hardest nose racing in all of Canada uh, that I've ever witnessed. Uh, you guys do a dynamite job out there. Uh, I've got a bunch more questions for you, Jay, but uh, we're right along. Uh, we're, we're right up to the top of the hour. I got to throw it back to Toronto for a 90 second news update, and then we come back for hour number two. Can I get you to hang out right there? Because I still got a bunch of questions for you. Okay, now things may get quiet on your end, uh, but but we will re, we haven't hung up, and we're going to come right back to you. Uh, with that in mind, everybody, I'm going to throw it back to Toronto now. Uh, throw it back to you, Scotty. Do the 90-second news update, and then we will come back for our number two on Race Time Radio. Jason Groves is going to be right there with us. We'll hear from Brandon Watson, DJ Kennington. Uh, we got lots for you to come. Stay with us. We will be back in just a couple of moments. Stay there. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM 
Channel 167. Race Dive Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Like, oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. And just like that, 90 seconds has flashed by. If you're tuned in on Sirius XM Channel 167, you would have got a quick news update there. Uh, for the rest of us, well, we heard some promos, and uh, we are back with you live tonight. Uh, we have on the hotline, we've got a champion uh, from out on Canada's East Coast, and I mean way out on the East Coast, out in Newfoundland, Eastbound International Speedway, Eastbound Park to be exact. Uh, the driver, number 74, Jason Groves, has taken home his second championship at that famed oval, and he's with us on the hotline. Jay, uh, looking at uh, the season itself, you come away with, what did you say, five wins? Five out of the uh, 11? Yep, five out of 11. Not bad. Not bad season for you. Now, uh, the ones that you didn't win, uh, were you uh, like podium? Is that how you did it? You pointsed your way and it was consistency that paid? Yep. Uh, I think we finished most of them. Either, the ones we didn't win was second and third. Nice. That's good. You got to be consistent, be right up there. The competition, when you talk Newfoundland, Junior, you were out there. You seen Wayne Walsh in the 99. Owen Gross. I don't know whether you seen Owen. Did you see Owen? Well, he he was out there testing. When we were out there, it was only his first feature. Right. And he had won the week before, and and, uh, he was out there. It was his his second weekend of racing. Um, But uh, yeah, just a, a, a tremendous amount of competition. You know, you got. Josh Collins, and uh, he went to Victory Lane this weekend, and um, you know just the the list of them. Brandon McFarland was there. I, I I don't know whether Brandon raced the whole season or not this year. Um, Phil Fowler, Phil Fowler in the eleven. Yeah, yeah. Man, like the the list of competitors are right up there. Um, and and then you also have a bunch of guys that that race part time and they show up here and there, um, but they're fast when they get there. Oh, so it's, Dean Martin. Uh, Dean it, Martin. There's yeah, a guy right there. Yep. Yeah, just. Uh, uh, an incredible feat to uh, to have a you know a podium style finish every single weekend. Um, big year for you, man. Yep, it was so great. Like all of our crew worked really hard to get the car where it was. And last year we found the three race season really helped us. We tried some different things and got the car rotating really good in the middle of the corners. And with that, we we learned a lot, and then we were set for the season to start. Yeah, and that's what you got to do, right? You got to have a comfortable mix of what you know is going to work, and then you get to work on some research and development and try and pick off some more speed and uh, trying to get things to either exit better or enter better. 
uh, and it sounds like you did all of the above this year. Uh, when was there anybody Jay that was on the racetrack out there that uh, you know you didn't have uh, any trouble with before? You know, zing, you go right on by them, and maybe this year it was a little tougher to get by them. They're starting to pick up their game. Uh, was there many guys like that? How is that competition level? Not from the guys at the front that you're normally racing with, but the guys that were sort of mid-pack uh, back in the day. Now they're starting to work their way up. Did you find many guys like that? Yeah, we got, like, Owen is there. He's running really good. Um, if he can keep the car together most of the time. Uh, you got the Sarah Torn is, after this year, improving majorly. Um uh, Josh came back the first year struggling a little bit, and at the end there, he was he got his car where he needed to be, and Wayne was there. It was, it was pretty good competition. You had five or six strong cars there that every week you wasn't sure which one was going to win. Uh, that's cool when that all comes together. How about crew-wise? Uh, I know your dad plays a key role. Who else is on the crew there with you on the 74? Um, we got uh, Tom St. George and Michael Langer, Michael Groves. And my teammate Owen, Owen Groves, he's there, and a few other guys that stop in and help us out whenever we, whenever they can, when they're home, and we got a great bunch of guys. A uh, true short track professional crew, I can tell you that from witnessing it. Uh, sponsorship on that '74. How did you do this year? Uh, who have you had on the car? We had uh, Matthew's Place, and we had G Groves and Sons, A St. George, and. Uh, Napa Auto Parts, Carbonero. Well, you're going to have some fun. I can well imagine Eastbound will be having a banquet, right? I would think. Um, they wasn't sure when I when they spoke to us yesterday, so I'm not really sure what their plan is yet. I guess they got to wait and see how everything plays out. Yeah, I think it's going to be really difficult for everybody to do that it this year. It is, I, I think, guess, indoor. I, you know, I'm thinking yeah. outdoor. We've been fairly fortunate that I, our sport is outdoor, yeah. and we don't have to worry too much about it. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as you go indoor, then, uh, you know, all the laws kick in, so to speak. I, so I hope that – and we had a conversation about that this weekend. I hope that that doesn't change the landscape of the banquet in the future. You know, when it right. does return back to normal, I think that the banquets need to come back um, for sure. Um, you know, it's a way to kick uh, kick off everything and, and or, or put the cherry on top, if you will. But uh, uh, yeah, for, for all the champions, you know, and, and I do want to list the champions from uh, Eastbound. Of course, Amber Eason went to victory or, or picked up the championship in the, the Bando rookie class. Uh, in the Bando uh, series there, uh, Noah Healy ended ah, up, good for you know, Noah. from upside down to uh, to holding the checkered flag, that 84 car uh, ended up picking up the championship. Michael Neary, again, Michael, in yep. the uh, U.S. Legends. Uh, and then as well, Cody Lake uh, picked up the uh, championship in the hobby stock. Um, and then and then our very own Jason uh, Jason Groves, uh, you, you were the champion on the sportsman side. Um, you know, talking about that being a little bit different and, and, you know, all of the COVID restrictions and all of that stuff, what was the season like at Eastbound? What was the atmosphere like? Uh, was was the final event uh, of the year, uh, you know, did it live up to, you know, what, what you would expect from, from the final, you know, championship event, if you will, uh, of, of yesteryear? I think um, they've done the best they can do with what they had to work with and to keep the restrictions to what they had to do, um, but it was to definitely put off a good, good turn at the end there. Our track done a really good job. Good. One of these days, Jason, it would be so so cool uh, 
uh, to see you in one of those pro stock cars. Uh, come over to the mainland. I don't know whether you, you rent a car, you rent a ride, but I'll tell you something. If I was a car owner in the Maritime Pro Stock Tour and I was thinking I need a driver uh, that I want to uh, you know, showcase, I want to try somebody out, Jason Groves, you would be the guy that I'd be picking up my telephone call and saying, hey, I'd like to get you over here for a race. Does that interest you at all, or are you just happy doing what you're doing? Uh, no, I'd definitely be interested in trying something new. It's, uh, the Pro Stock looks like a really good series. We pay a lot of attention to it. it would be definitely something fun to try, and I think we'd... Uh, Give them a good run. Oh, I guarantee you would, Jay. You turn a lot of heads. I uh, have watched you do a number of laps. And Have you ever tried a pro stock car? Have you ever got out and done any laps in, say, Patty's pro stock? Or I know Phil's got one, too. Have you ever bustled your way in and said, hey, boys, get out of there. Let me go for a rip. Uh, nope, never had a lap in one yet. Well, one of these days, Jay, one of these days, it would be so, so cool. Uh, I look forward to the day I can get back out to the rock and watch you in your uh, in your late model. Uh, that that That's uh, enough for me, but I would really like to see you in that pro stock tour out on Canada's East Coast. Or, uh, you know, even there, there's a lot of big races right here in the province of Ontario that uh, you would fit like a glove, too, I can well imagine. But, uh, hey, you're uh, celebrating this championship. Uh, good on you guys and good on the whole crew for doing what you did this year. Uh, next year's going to be better, buddy. And don't you worry. No one is ever going to forget that the 74 uh, went and did it in 2021. You're going to go down in the history books uh, for this one here. That, that Good on you. Yep, appreciate it very much. And, uh I'd like to thank all my family and that, too, for all their support and my dad for everything he puts into the two cars. And it was, uh, like I said, we had a one hell of a season, and hopefully we can keep it rolling. Well, you got one hell of a driver behind the wheel of that car. Now, do you take that 74 and blow it apart? I can well imagine the old boys already got part of it taken apart already. Do you blow it all apart and then rebuild it, get ready for 2022? Um, we haven't really talked much about it yet. We're, I think we're just trying to get the straighten my get this year over with and settle back in and then we'll start talking what we're going to do for next year uh, you want to believe it jay thanks so much for the time tonight on race time we genuinely appreciate it and uh uh man i miss seeing you guys out there look forward to the day we can all get back together one day and uh see see a race at eastbound international speedway that'd be a hoot yep definitely love to have you back again you betcha jay uh you have a good one say hi to everybody out there for us will you you betcha, driver of the 74. Uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Junior, did you meet Jay when you were out there with DJ? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, I didn't spend a whole lot of time with them. Um, right. But, uh, but yeah, definitely. There was... Uh, uh, there was a lot of people, you know, when you when you look back on it. But uh, uh, definitely, you know, we've 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 had him on the air quite a few times now, and and uh, uh, just a, a professional class act um, with uh, uh, with that team. Uh, you know, I said it the last time he was on, and and uh, you know that car is is an iconic looking car from down south. Yes, it you is. You know, it looks exactly like Matt Craig's uh, number fifty four Cars Tour car. Uh, it's not Cars Tour. 
specific. He he races it in super late models in the, in the southeast. Right. Uh, but just a, a beautiful looking race car, and and uh, you know hats off to those guys. And and uh, he's obviously uh, he's getting the job done. Five wins in a season out of eleven. I mean that's uh, that's getting after it. Uh, and those guys, attention to detail. Uh, watching his crew uh, operate around that car. Uh, him, Wayne Walsh in the 99, same thing. Those guys, there is a bunch of really, really good race teams out there on the rock. Uh, if you uh, are booking your holidays for next year and you're thinking, hey, we're going to go to Newfoundland, you must, and I mean must, put Eastbound International Speedway, Eastbound Park on your Things to do when you get out there. Uh, it's located just outside St. John's, about, say, 20 minutes down the Trans-Canada. Uh, not that far away from St. John's, uh, just outside the little town of... Avondale. Avondale, Newfoundland. Yep, just and, outside of Avondale. I think, you know, there, there's a lot of rumblings. You're going to hear a lot of news about Eastbound Speedway Park uh, over the uh, over the coming I'm going to say over the next month and a half, you're going to hear a lot of news about that racetrack. Ah, there you go. I look forward to hearing it as well. Uh, We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, we are going to grab DJ Kennington. He went to Victory Lane twice last weekend. We couldn't get him last weekend because he was still in the car when we were airing the show. He's out of the car, and we're going to grab him next. Right here on Race Time Radio, we'll talk about last weekend. Hey, this is Jordan Gilmore, GC Motorsports. You're listening to Race Time Radio. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and by GetRackHunter.com. Mad Dog Sports Radio is opinionated, passionate sports talk with a bite from the hijinks of the morning man. I bet your parents do too. They go big bowl shopping. Hey, so I got 50 jars of dump sauce. Oh my god, I got that! To the inside of Adam Shine. Bill Belichick is the best coach in the history of sports. Not NFL, sports. And the animated energy of the Mad Dog himself, Mad Dog. Christopher Russo. It's the channel to talk about your favorite sports team. Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82, or anytime on the Sirius XM all north racing only on rev tv contact your tv provider even though napa is a nationally known name nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families people you might call neighbors will be here there and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward you stop by a napa auto parts store you can count on napa know-how Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Endigadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Fox News headlines 24-7 is on Sirius XM with headlines every 15 minutes. I'm Kevin Brinkholm. I'm Therese Crowley. I'm Jim McClay. A channel that delivers your world news, business, what's trending in digital, entertainment, and sports. Your news in a way you've never heard before with headlines every 15 minutes. Fox News headlines 24-7. All the information you need. Ready when you are. From America's News Headquarters. Sirius XM Channel 115. Or listen on the Sirius XM app. Drivers, start your engines! 
Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167. So glad you could tune in tonight. Uh, the NASCAR Penny Series, of course, finished off last weekend at Delaware Speedway. Uh, it was L.P. Dumoulin coming away with the championship. But our next guest, man, did he have a shot. He was almost uh, a repeat champion, a three-time champion, almost uh, but he did have a very, very successful weekend in that 17 Castrol Edge Dodge. I know we're keeping him up a little bit later tonight, but what do you say we get him on the hotline right now? We'll see if we can uh, uh, find out how his uh, weekend all went. We got DJ Kennington with us. What's going on tonight there, DJ? What's happening? Just relaxing. Just got the kids ready for bed, and uh, we got one down, one to go, and uh, just basically... Uh, Sitting here waiting to talk to you, fellas. Ah, there you go. Man, you had a good weekend last weekend. Uh, things started to come together right at the end of the season for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the last few races, actually, we had some horrible luck there at CPMP. And to bounce back with uh, a good qualifying effort and a good race at Flamborough. Uh, and obviously, we were on the pole for the second race there that got postponed and and they decided to do the triple header in Delaware, which was uh, obviously no complaints on my end. Um, I mean, uh, it's home track for me, and I uh, grew up racing there. I love the place and love what Luke and everybody's doing there now to uh, turn the place around. And uh, it's an exciting time for Delaware Speedway. And uh, the Castrol Spark Power Power Rod was good. I mean, it was really good all weekend, and uh, we had a little bad luck in the last race, but um, to come out of there with two wins and uh, top five in the third one, finish with fifth, was a great weekend for us. Tell me, DJ, Delaware Speedway, can you just for a moment imagine what that track would be like repaved? Can you just imagine that? What it's going to be like repaved is is the better. They're they're doing it. Uh, Apparently, they're starting really shortly, so you know what? It's going to be exciting. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be, uh, obviously, uh, hopefully a two-group race back then. Um, but uh, it's going to be sad for me, man. This place has got a lot of character, and uh, it's got a lot of bumps and, and stuff that we know where they all are right now. But uh, I'm sure uh, it'll be awesome uh, with the new pavement, and obviously it'll be fast. and. With the two-groove racetrack and so on, I think it's going to be pretty spectacular. When you see the pavers roll into Delaware Speedway, DJ will be the guy carrying a bundle of hockey sticks, and he'll be throwing the hockey sticks underneath where the where the fresh pavement goes down, where all the bumps were. <laughs> yeah, where they were, right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. I mean, I'll actually be there. Uh, I, I already told them to let me know when they're going to be doing it. I just like to, you know, have a look and see how things are going, and uh, you know, it's. Uh, not far from home, so I'd love to check it out just to see how things are progressing. I can remember what uh, uh, two years ago the uh, the TV commercials ran that DJ will drive anything or uh, will, will race anything. Uh, when I think back to that, the Zamboni going around CTMP, what would it be going around Delaware Speedway? I guess a big paver would be in order for that spot, wouldn't it? Absolutely. I mean, heck, I'd love to be a part of that for sure. Um, I mean, it's exciting. It's it's great to see what they're doing with the place. Um, obviously, with APC and uh, the people behind it are racers. They're uh, race fans. They're 
obviously huge supporters of racing here in Ontario and Canada, and um, I can't wait to see what they do with the place. Uh, I mean, the crowds have been great this year. There's been even on Friday nights, it's been spectacular. They've been on putting on great racing with the late models and the bone stocks, and you know everybody at Delaware Speedway. So it's an exciting time, that's for sure. DJ, let's talk about uh, last weekend and the victories. Let's start with Friday night. You guys arrive there. Uh, you're gonna. It's a makeup race now. You're gonna do 125 lap. It's gonna be a sprint race, if you will, uh, for you guys in the NASCAR Penny Series. 125 laps is usually, uh, you know, when the first caution had come out on one of your long races. So, uh, for all intents and purposes, it's going to be like a sprint race. Uh, I'm tuned into it. I'm watching it. Uh, we get down to the final strokes. There's no doubt Trayton Lapsovich has got a good car under him. He's got the lead. He's hungry. He wants that first win. Coming off the final turn, uh, coming to the checkered flag, uh, you got him on the inside. And you you beat them to the line, uh, and that's what veterans do, right? Uh, knowing the racetrack and knowing how everything goes, uh, DJ, that one had your name all over it. It did. Uh, I mean, it's um, you gotta you know live by the sword, die by the sword. I guess it's the sort of thing that uh, obviously it was a bump and run. Um, I mean, he left a little bit of the door open going into three and. We made contact. It certainly wasn't much. Um, he still finished second. And, I mean, you know, if you're the guy getting that uh, treatment, you're going to be the guy that's upset. And if you're the guy that gave the treatment, you're going to be the guy that's explaining it's just racing. So, um, I mean, obviously went in the turn three with no intentions of, the, of wrecking him or destroying him or nothing. But I got my nose under him, and uh, we made contact. And we were lucky enough to get away with the victory. And uh, we had a great car all night, too. I mean, we led a lot of laps. And, um, it was it was fun. Uh, it was good racing. Um, obviously, on my end, I think it's great racing. On his end, he thinks it's horrible racing. So, I mean, we'll have to agree to just dis- disagree on it. But um, I'm sure his time's coming, man. And you got to talk about his talent. He's you just can't take it away. The the guy is extremely talented. He's young. Uh, he's just like his brother. I mean, you can say the same thing about Caden. The kid's like an unbelievable talent. Uh, he can drive a race car like nobody's business. And uh, I raced against their dad as well, which was a very great race car driver as well. I mean, on the road courses, he was hard to beat every week. And uh, so it's fun. Um, it's obviously uh, not the ideal way you want to win a race. You want to just get out front and set sail and check out. But heck, when it's coming to the last lap on a short track, and you got you can smell it. it it's you got to do what you can do to take it. And uh, the Castro Edge Spark Power Dodge ended up victory lane, and it was a great night for our racing. You know, I, I've seen that, uh, you know, the ending of a race like that many times where uh, that guy that was leading the race is in the fence, not running second, you know. So you can tell right there that the intent wasn't to wreck anybody. Uh, it was, uh, like, from watching the race, that's the way it's done right there. Is there any defending? Put the shoes on, uh, put, put, put his shoes on your feet for a minute. Get behind the wheel of that car. Is there anything that he could have done to make that not possible that you would have got him in that position? You know, I, honestly, in my shoes, I wouldn't. I would not have thrown straight into the back of him. I mean, that does nothing except for an intent to wreck. Uh, so, I mean, all he had to do is basically jam that thing on the bottom and either make me go to the outside or, or even stop. I mean, uh, <laughs> 
that, that I've been there before. I've left the door open. Uh, perfect example is in Saskatoon with Pete Shepard. Um, I went in turn one and I went in a little high and he got his nose in the knees going into one and moved me up. And guess what? I was just like trading. I was absolutely pissed off. Um, I was mad. I yelled and screamed at him. And you know what? I, I was wrong um, because he couldn't have done it any better. I still finished second. It was the exact same scenario. Um, he, he did what he had to do to win the race, and you look back on it now, and you know what? That, that's the way it is. But it's really hard when you're that guy. And, um, I mean, I would just basically chuck the thing down to the bottom and, and pray. Um, uh, that's about all you can do because uh, you've seen it happen at the upper levels. You've seen it happen at, uh, you know, like the lower levels. Uh, heck, it happens at endurance racing. Um, the guys get hungry and want to win, and it's coming to the checkered flag. It's kind of, you know, let, let's get at it. Uh, I don't agree with wrecking somebody and, and turning them to get the w, to get the W, but uh, if you can get it done in, in a uh, nice enough manner that nobody's upset and there's no equipment wrecked, well, then, heck, let's go for it. Yeah, and that's the way it uh, unfolded. It was a hell of a win. Uh, I'll tell you, excitement plus. Uh, you know, I wanted to see Trayton win. I wanted to see you win. And I knew the best man at the end was going to come away with the checkered flag. And uh, that was Friday night in the books. Now, Saturday, you got somewhat, we'll call it a day off. It probably wasn't even close to a day off knowing you and that 17 bunch. Uh, you guys would have been hard at work getting things prepared for what was going to be a double header come Sunday. Uh, and the first race out, the quick, quick 125. Presto, uh, you guys are back out onto the racetrack. Uh, did you think for a minute that, uh, well, I know, you know, the numbers were there that mathematically you had a shot at the championship. But when you take a look at all the bad things that happened to Tagliani and you take a look at all the positives that happened to you, Man, you had a legitimate shot of walking away from Delaware with the championship. Was that playing on the mind uh, throughout the course of the day? Absolutely, man. I mean, in my mind, I had no shot at it. So um, I uh, basically did it as uh, as calm as I could do it. Sorry, that's just my dog barking. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I was as calm as could be. Uh, I was at home. Uh, honestly, I had no intention of uh, thinking that we could get to the championship, being that we were so far behind. Um, I Honestly, my goal was to get the third. Um, I wanted to get a, I didn't think I had anything to catch Alex or um, LP, but I wanted to get ahead of Ranger and, uh, and get ourselves into third there. But um, what a weekend. I mean, uh, the second race, like you say, uh, we weren't the best car. Uh, we had a really good car. Um, there was a lot of cars showed speed there. Obviously, trading was fast again, and uh, had his issues. And uh, eight car was uh, fast with Shea uh, Gemmel. He was really quick. Um, I mean, uh, 64 was fast with Brandon Watson, and it was a it was a good race. I mean, there was a lot of cars that could lead that race, and there was a lot of cars that were really even. And everybody had enough trouble that uh, we basically uh, came out of there with the W again. And, um, I mean, at that point, you're like, you're, you're kind of, they tell you after that race, you know, you're only 11 points back or whatever. And I mean, you're still like, that's a long way in, in these pennies races to be back. And I was just concentrating on trying to make our car as good as we could do and try to go out and win the third one. And I mean, if you win all three, you've done everything you possibly can do. And, and uh, if you win the championship, great. If not, it was a hell of an effort. So just proud of my guys. Um, 
they had a great uh, second race, obviously, got the second checkered flag, and we tried real hard in the third one, too, but it just wasn't meant to be. Absolutely. DJ, uh, looking at, uh, you know, really the, the final run, um, you know, the, the, the Pinty Series schedule is usually sprinkled, right? So it's, you know, you get maybe like back-to-back ovals or back-to-back road courses, um, and then and then you're back into the ovals. So it's constantly changing. Uh, the way that everything worked out this year, the way that the weather happened, it was back-to-back-to-back road courses and then back-to-back-to-back ovals. Um, we had, you know, conversations over the weekend, um, you know, sitting around the table, um, talking about, uh, you know, that very thing. And it was a different looking series, uh, just from that aspect alone, um, the way that everything played out, obviously, and, and, you know, how they had to be reactionary, uh, to make things happen. But did you like the way that this schedule fell more so than, than in, in, in previous years? Uh, hard to say, Joe. I mean, yes and no. Um, obviously, I liked uh, <laughs> I liked running at Delaware. Uh, not, <laughs> not deny that, but um, I mean, uh, it was compact. It was um, tough. It was two months um, of hard racing uh, almost every weekend, and then obviously with weather issues and so on and the COVID stuff, and it sucked that we couldn't go around that other race in, in Quebec. Honestly, um, yes, it's far away. There was a bunch of the Quebec drivers not happy about it, and I understand totally. I, I totally do. But um, when there's you know a situation like that that we just can't go, then you just can't go, and there's not much anybody can do about it. But uh, I know NASCAR worked hard at it. Um, I mean, obviously, I love Chaudier as well. A good little racetrack. It's a typical short track. Um, fun. But uh, it just fell out, you know, a different way. And obviously, we had a lot of road courses uh, front-end loaded there on road courses. Um, I love the road racing. Uh, don't get me wrong. There's so many guys there that uh, are top guys in our series that follow the road courses good time, and uh, we've had some success on them. But uh, I mean, I try to go there and do the best I can, and try to get my butt out of them in the top five, and that, that's a good day for us. And I uh, try to concentrate on winning races on the ovals. But um, man, we were competitive in the road courses too. Uh, we were up front basically all the time, except for CCMP when we had an engine issue, and. Um, you know, then uh, coming to the ovals at the end, my oval car has been dynamite, and uh, our oval program is really good. Obviously, um, uh, WMI has given me a great chassis, and we've worked with it and worked with it and worked with it, and uh, we've got it awful fast now. So the schedule to me was great. I mean, it was two months of hard. I felt almost like a farmer. I, I mean, we, we worked our putts off here for a long time, and then it was over. Mm-hmm. Um, it was quick, and, and, and we worked hard, and then it was over, and now we get a little time off, and uh, we're already starting to try to prep things for the next season, you know? So hopefully next year's a little more spread out, and we get all 12 races or 13 races, however many they want to run in, in the series, and hopefully we get back to going to the West Coast, and maybe the East Coast, and, and so on, so that uh, it's more of a national series than what it was, but uh, we'll have to see what this COVID thing does and, and what cards were dealt. We're with DJ Kennington tonight, coming off a great weekend, just last weekend in the NASCAR Pinnies, uh, uh finale weekend, if you will, uh, winning two of three at Delaware Speedway uh, and capping off what was 2021, another COVID season, uh, two years now. you got to know that those fans out on Canada's West Coast will be going nuts to see you guys. Hopefully 2022, DJ, like mentioned there, goes back to what 
uh, what, what we all know is normal, and you guys do get a chance to do what you do and uh, have that truck race weekend like we love at CTMP with Pinties and the you know the Camping World Truck Series finale and uh, doing all that stuff. It was just uh, man, we need those days to come back and we need them back real soon. Uh, will you DJ get ready now uh, for Daytona? Is there any talk? Of you maybe sliding south uh, for Speed Week because really it's not that far away. No, there. Well, I'm not saying there hasn't been any talks. I mean, heck, I talked to Marty Gone a lot. So, um, I mean, heck, they're they're building cars and going to have one of the new cars. And, um, obviously, it'd be awesome to go give it a try, but uh, I would say probably not. We're going to concentrate on our on our Castro Edge Spark Power deal here and try to get the 17 car in a championship form again. I mean, heck. Over the last few years, it's gotten better, it's gotten better, it's gotten better. And then this year, I think we were even better than we were in the past year. And uh, We've got to take that one step back to try to take this thing away and, and get it done. So we'll see how all the cards fall. I mean, obviously, I've got a relationship with Rick Ware. And, um, he's offered to, to run some races possibly even later this year. Um, we'll just have to see how it all goes. And But I'm quite content with uh, trying to get this finish program back to the top where it belongs and hopefully run a few of the ABC late model races. Um, it'd be a great, it's a great series. I have fun doing it. Obviously Rick drives one of my late models and uh, does a great job there for me. And uh, we're going to hopefully have two of them so we can both do it. Just lots on the go. It never really ends. And we kind of ended the season here this weekend with all the boys being up at a good friend of ours cottage. And one of my longtime sponsors and supporters of Brian Cathcart letting us use his place. Uh, uh, it was a great weekend with the boys. Uh, we went up there and, and smoked a brisket and uh, basically just hung out and, and, and talked. And some of the people, as you know, might have drank a few beers. And, uh, <laughs> they had a good time, and um, it was great. So uh, we're just winding her down here now, and it's time for hockey season with Chase. And um, start getting some race cars ready to rock and roll for next spring. Well, and safe to say, you're going to be back out next year to uh, go after that championship. Is it? W- would it be out of the ordinary or out of the realm of possibility that if someone picked up the phone and called you tomorrow and said, "DJ, that car you went to Victory Lane with at Delaware Speedway, I want to buy that car. Is it for sale?" Everything's for sale. Everything's got a price. So, <laughs> It'd have I mean, a bigger well, number after the two wins, though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thanks more expensive when they're proven so um i mean everything's for sale and uh heck they build steel every day so i mean we could build another one and um but yeah absolutely got a, quite a few of them sitting here now and uh <laughs> looking for one we got lots so well um, i don't know what you would change on one of those cars dj because that thing looked like it was a missile all weekend long it was dynamite to see you running the way you were running i can tell you that appreciate it it's been a long time coming the guys work hard and um, we've got a very you know very solid oval program right now and we got to get the homework done on the road course cars and try to improve those a bit hopefully they can be as dominant as those are at least be a little bit better than where we are right now and try to go and and do a championship hunt well if anybody can do it dj kennington i know it's you man we uh, look forward to seeing uh, the fruits of your labors and we genuinely appreciate your time tonight on race time a good good way to finish the season off dj congratulations on the victories good job thanks boys i really appreciate it like i say got a great group of people um obviously uh just 
I can't thank them enough. They make it all happen. It's all you guys, and uh, even even your son there is kind of handy. And um, I mean, except for well, I gotta ask you, like, have you ever noticed how much he snores? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I said, uh, we were at the cottage this weekend, and it's like there's a freaking bear in the living room. I mean, I I will. Un- I will say this. This is this is unfair comparison here because it's got vaulted ceilings and you put me in the in the center of the living room. Yeah. yeah so so it fan, it's a microphone. The fan was, <laughs> the the fan fan was, was off, off, but it was spinning. It was still spinning. I mean, I don't, I don't understand. Uh, I had to check three times to make sure you were still with us. Listen, listen, that's why you have double insulated walls. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Incredible, DJ. It was. Uh, we appreciate it, man. Like I say, Joe, I, we have such a great, great team. Uh, I love every one of them. They're all like my best friends. That uh, I couldn't ask for better. And here's on to uh, even bigger and brighter things come 22. Well, I can't wait, and I know everybody else is in that same boat. DJ, have a good one. Uh, you, you get Chase ready to go uh, to show him how to stop a couple of pucks, and uh, then I know you're going to be showing him how to wheel a race car too at some point. Yeah, you betcha. I appreciate it, guys. And uh, like I say, thanks for everything you do all here to help us with our series and our sponsors and so on. We really appreciate it. That is DJ Kennington, driver of that 17 Castrol Edge Dodge. A uh, good way to finish the year off. Look out in 2022. Uh, they'll take what they learned this year. And uh, no, the, the learning junior never stops. It continues year after year. That's how you get better. Yeah, 100%. The... Uh yeah, if you stop learning, you just quit racing. That's uh, that's the way that it works. But uh, you know, DJ Kennington and and the whole team, he he touched on it. It's the the group of guys that uh, you know it, the inner workings. I don't. It's not a it's not a secret at all. You know, it, the Rick Ware racing cars were were fielded out of the DJK racing shop, right? They right. Uh, they now Rick Ware Racing is a completely separate entity from DJ Kennington, and when they're on the racetrack, they race. They're completely separate. Oh, when they're yeah. when they're off the racetrack, the setup books are different. Um, but you know, to it, it has DJK DJK DNA in that program in sure. the in the heart of that program, and that's why Rick Ware did what he did. Right, um, is because he's got you know not just DJ but but the entire team you know kind of in in the background and. And it's no, you know, it's no different than a McCall program, right? McCall will help out DJ or or or, or Steckley, you know, and and will also help on another team. Um, it's just the way that the the entire industry works. Um, but but it is one big family away from the racetrack. You know, there was there was a bunch of RWR guys up there this weekend, a bunch of DJK guys up there this weekend at the racetrack. We traveled together. We you know stay at the same hotels. We uh, you know as 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 a group and and uh, you know spotting for I spotted for DJ last year, spotted for Ranger this year, um, and uh, you know the the entire the entire team. Um, it, it's like a guy's weekend every time we go away. It's not. Sure. It's not about you know. Oh, we got to be at the garage at eight o'clock. You know, and 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 it's a bad thing. It's you know. What do we got to do tomorrow? Okay, we got to be there at eight. Perfect. You know, where are we going for dinner? What are we doing? Yeah, and we do it all together. Um, and it's not because we have to. It's not because the you know the the contract stipulates that. It's not. It's nothing like that. It's we want to. Right. You know, we want to go away together. We want to have some fun together. And and uh, you know, I think every guy on that team would take a bullet for the other guy that's beside him. And uh, that's it's really cool. It's just a really c- 
cool group of friends with a common goal and winning is the only thing that matters, you know? So it's, uh, it, there's a tremendous amount of competition and, and, you know, to watch what he has been able to put together in, in behind the scenes with Castrol and with the NASCAR Pinty series, it has been really cool. And, uh, he's, he's a good buddy. How much do you want to bet they all have earplugs next year when you go on your annual, uh, I bet trip? I get a bedroom next year. Either that or they're going to put door. you outside. Yeah. Yeah. They, <laughs> They called me a bear. They called yeah. me a whole all these bad names. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they yeah, called yeah. me. They called me a chainsaw. One guy they called me. Picked on you. I yeah, they did. They picked on me. But you know what? I still have the meat sweats, and it's not the hangover. It's <laughs> yeah, the meat yeah. sweats. We ate nineteen pounds of brisket yesterday, and, and well, I uh, heard DJ it was definitely say a lot. I heard DJ say we smoked brisket. I was going to say you guys should have smoked cigars and ate the brisket. Yeah, well, no, you got to smoke it. It was so good. Yeah, well, it yeah. was really good. It was uh, it was definitely a guy's trip. Anyway, we will be back. We got to hit this break when we come back. How about another champion this time? The APC champion, and I know we will have him on the other side of the break. Brandon Watson gonna join us. Stay with us. This is Rick Benjamin. You're listening to Race Time Radio. One, two, three, four, five. Everybody in the car, so come on, let's ride. Get your race fix anytime online. www.racetimeradio.com Also available on Facebook. Just search Race Time Radio. And as always, you can drop us an email. Info at racetimeradio.com Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick wick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick wick fire starter into the pit, add your wood, and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick wick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Firestarters, the world's best fire starter. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Like, oh. Perfect! Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. 
Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Whether it be radio or racing, side-by-side is no problem for these guys. Let the fireworks begin. We're back to the two Joes. And this week, we are with the two Joes. I'm Joe Chisholm Sr. I hate saying the senior part. He is Junior, and uh, we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. Uh, let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And welcome in the 2021 APC champion. Let's welcome in Brandon Watson, driver of that number nine. He did it, and he did it at Delaware Speedway to cap the season. Brandon, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good, Joe. How are you? Fantastic. Finally, a night where you're not in a race car, and we get to pull you away for five minutes. Uh, hey, good job at Delaware last weekend, not just with APC and the championship. Of course, that's what we're celebrating tonight. But the uh, you also did a hell of a job in that Pindy's car, man. You had that 64 car flying. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. Uh, I guess our, our second time out in the... Uh... And the Pinty's pairs, they're they're cool to they're cool to drive and a really fun series and competitive series. So hopefully we can uh, get some more of that going. But uh, overall, like you said, yeah, it was a good weekend. APC and uh, and the Pinty's car. Man, let's start with the APC series, uh, Brandon. When you look back over the season, uh, I seen you have some trouble that I never seen you have uh, over the last few years. Uh, but I've seen you also pull it under the fire a few times where you haven't had to. In the past, where you were in the driver's seat without having the trouble, what was the season like from your seat? It for sure was a up and down season for us. Uh, we started off really strong, getting a couple wins at uh, starting off at Delaware and then Flamborough. Um, we had a few a few races where we struggled uh, struggled with the handling of the car. Probably two or three races struggled a little bit with the handling of the car, um, and then a couple races where we had some bad luck and uh, we broke at sunset at the end there. Um, this last race at Delaware, we kind of tired going down slowly. Didn't catch it during practice, so we kind of made some adjustments that we went the wrong way, I guess you can say, and had a back wall flying. And we uh, <laughs> we definitely made it close, but we worked our way up uh, from 15th, uh, just enough to 6th to get the, the one point over uh, Trayton there. So we kind of got a little bit lucky there. We just uh, slowly made our way up, uh, kept past as many cars as we could. Unfortunately, the car was still a bit tight for that race, but... Uh, like I said, it was just a bad luck starting in practice. But uh, like at sunset, we had some struggles, and then we lost a little bit of handling car at a race at Sobble and the other race at sunset. So, but we were able to uh, turn around quick. Like we got, a, we didn't uh, have a great finish the first race in Sobble, the back-to-back race, and then we were able to uh, get the win in the second one. So I think uh, I think what made us get the the points championship is bouncing back fast and trying to have good races after after not so great finish. Bud, I've watched you mature in that race car. You've always been a hell of a driver, but to watch the maturity inside that nine car and watching you on that racetrack, you don't like that. There's so many real good race car drivers uh, in this country, you know, uh, but but I, I've noticed something about a lot of them that are top running guys. They get rattled. 
and they can get rattled fairly quickly. Um, a case in point, if I come up and I drill you and I, you know, do you wrong, um, I can play with the mind of the driver just by doing some stuff like that. And they'll take themselves out nine times out of ten. Uh, they let their emotion get the best of them. Brandon Watson, you don't do that. I don't know how you don't do that, but you must have a switch inside your helmet that you go, oh, I better turn that one on right now because I could lose my mind, but I'm not going to. Uh, do you find yourself at times going, oh, I got to, and then you, you know, you hit that calmer switch and you pull it back. Do you ever find yourself doing that? Yeah, definitely. There is times where, you know, you, you don't, uh, you're not too happy with other people or the, or your car and stuff like that. It gets frustrating, but um, I think it's just a, a big advantage that I got to stay calm and, you know, stuff's going to happen. Now you're going to have to be patient and just stay, stay right. Like, keep going the way you're doing. You're not going to change anything. Getting, getting mad or getting frustrated in the car. So I just try and stay calm as much as I can. Uh, like, the, especially the Delaware race is kind of frustrating. It's not really going anywhere uh, for most of the race. And you just, you kind of lose hope a little bit, but you just got to stay in there and try and keep driving up. <laughs> Well, you did a dynamite job of it, not just at Delaware, but all season long. Uh, it was phenomenal watching you in that nine car. Uh, it just just a, a great season, and you are the first repeat champion in the APC series, and that's saying a lot, man. Uh, there's a lot of very, very competitive cars in that series. It's a not only a tough series to win in, but how about to champion in? Man, that's even tougher. Yeah, definitely. This series is a... Uh... It's getting better and better, that's for sure. Um, it started off really good. We raced in it for the first couple of years, but uh, we were able to get the championship in 2017. It was a, it was a good field then, but it's, it's definitely getting better and better. This is a tough one. We definitely, they uh, said, only only down to one point, uh, and the 22 of Shepard was up there too. So it's a, it's a really good series. It's definitely not going to get easier. It's definitely getting harder, that's for sure. Um, and the, like I said, the class of the field is really good, and the APC is doing a great job with this series. So. Definitely, it's getting hard, and to be uh, the first two-time champion is is pretty cool. All right, we're going to switch gears. We're going to take. A, we're going to add uh, probably about five hundred pounds here, and we're going to talk about the uh, the heavier car. Uh, but uh, of course, out there, you know, got to, to bust some laps uh, uh, after your APC championship. Uh, you got the celebration done, and and uh, of course Friday night leading into the championship, you got to turn some laps in 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 the 19 car, I believe, right? The 19 was on on Saturday or on Friday night uh, in the NASCAR Pinty Series, and then jump back into the 64 for Sunday. Uh, uh, talk a little bit about that that experience, um, and and uh, are, are we going to see more? Because obviously you turned lots of heads and and ran right up front with with uh, both pieces of equipment. Yeah, we're definitely hoping to uh, see a little bit more. Up to see how this uh, off season goes and make some uh, make some calls after that. You know, play it by year. So, but it definitely was a a lot of fun racing the, those cars Friday and Saturday. We struggled a little bit Friday. Just had a little bit loose off. We were definitely running up. We were running up there. I think five or six. We got a right rear tire go down and then took out a brake line. So on. So just some bad luck there. But Sunday was uh, really good. Um, that sixty four uh, Leland car was way more sports. Uh, Car was really fast. We uh, we had a good car in the first one. I think we qualified uh, fourth or something like that. Got up to um, second and rode around like that, third and so on. Able to get the lead. Unfortunately, uh, and we made a pass for the lead. I guess with a few laps to go, 
and a caution came out, kind of, kind of didn't help us, but um, we got the last few starts there side by side. DJ, some good running there. Um, unfortunately, just missed it, but it was it was definitely a lot of fun. The second race, we we struggled a little bit, had a fast car, got in some trouble at the start, and then uh, worked our way back up. Uh, unfortunately, lap cars they do they play a big part uh, in that division, that's for sure. And then just caution laps that count that kind of take away from your the race that you think you need. Uh, some green flag laps, but other than that, it was a lot of fun Absolutely. Uh, experience for sure. You did you did a great job for sure. You know, for for only uh, your third start right in the in the Pinty series, um, uh, you uh, you definitely uh, you, you did a, you did a well of a job. Fourth start, I guess, because you're on Flamborough as well. Uh, but uh, you know, when you were you surprised, Brandon, at the at both the 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 level of competition and and as well the 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 difficulty to drive those cars well i knew for sure it's going to be a, a tough division you know you don't just get in there and uh there's no competition out there there's a lot of a lot of big names out there a lot of a lot of good driving i raced uh all races i raced there i was raced with a lot of respect and i tried to do the same there were uh, a lot of good drivers like that in that uh that division um we're hoping to do, hoping to do really good, and, you know, just get a top five, get top ten, something like that. So we're extremely lucky to have the the good results on Sunday. You know, get a second and uh, leave a fourth. So it's definitely a good start for our uh, yeah four four races we started this year. So it's a really cool, really fun experience, and hopefully we can see some more of it. Is there anything? Uh, well, I know laps, laps would count in anything, but is there much that you take away from the APC series? That uh, that really that you plugged into your Pinty's program uh, when you you know you jump from the APC car over into the Pinty's car is there much translation between the two or are they just two totally different animals? Well, at some point they're they're quite different. At some point they're similar. Uh, definitely uh, a few things you got to remember getting in that Pinty's car. You know, caution laps count. So you got if you spin out of your neck, you got to get going right away wherever you fall in stuff like that. So. It's, there's some things that you got to just run through your head, you know, restarts and stuff like that. You, you're shifting on restarts uh, through a few years, so that adds a little bit to it. Um, they, they do they do drive quite different. You know, these cars are heavier, and uh, they don't quite stop as well. The braking system and suspension system on them is different, so they're, they're quite a bit different. But, um, you know, in the end, they're still, still a race car, and they still, like I said, they're still fun to drive. Um, they still, they're still, like I said, fun to drive, and they're... Well, I know one thing. If I was Mark Dilley, I'd really be revisiting whether I was going to get back into the car. I think I'd be dialing up that 1-800-Watson-in-the-seat, please. That's what I'd be doing uh, with the results that you did. Not to say that Mark doesn't get results. He does. But I'll tell you, I think his uh, his good days are further uh, in the rearview mirror than what uh, yours are. Yours are just uh, out the windshield still. Uh, I'll tell you what, you did a dynamite job in the Pinty Scar. You did an even better job in the APC Series. Congratulations on the championship, your second one. Uh, you made it exceptionally exciting this year, and congratulations on all of that. And thank you for the time. I know you always make an effort to jump on whenever we ask you, and uh, we really do appreciate the time, Brandon. Oh, no, thank you. I enjoy coming on every time. Thanks, Joe. And, you know, I, I, I said it to you in a text, but you know and I know that Ronnie would be very, very proud of your accomplishments, my man. Uh, good on you. Oh, for sure. I hope so. You betcha. Brand, we'll catch up with you over the off season. Sound good? 
perfect. Well, we're going to find out what Brandon Watson does plan in the offseason. As uh, you know, the offseason's here now. He's got that championship. He's got the, it would be so exciting to see him in the penny series, wouldn't it? It would be. And, and you know, you hear, you hear about so many things that when you're talking about, you know, a race car driver, you hear so many things, uh, you know, how a race car driver is described, right? So are they a hard-nosed racer? Are they uh, an aggressive racer? Are they, or, you know, all of the different things, right? Like how, how you describe a racer. Whenever you talk about Brandon Watson, the first word that you always hear pop up is smooth. Like that's at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who you're talking to. If you're talking to a crew guy, if you're talking to a fan, if you're talking to another driver, you know, the, the first thing that pops up is is smooth. That's what that's how people describe that guy. And, you know, he's just level headed. He's aggressive. He puts the car in situations where where, you know, he, he knows he can steer out of it. And, uh, you know, just a, an aggressive racer that uh, gets the job done. And, and uh, you can't ask for much more than that. No. A dynamite job. We'll catch up more with Brandon through the off season. But speaking of smooth, uh, this next guest we got, we've only got him for like two minutes uh, because uh, we've been running overtime. But let's welcome in Grant Enfinger with some huge news. What's going on tonight there, Grant Lee? How are you? <laughs> Doing great. So uh, just made it back down here. We're... We're racing in uh, Talladega this weekend, uh, and and just made it back home to to, to see all the family this week. So uh, trying to enjoy a little bit of family time this week. Hey, watch this. This is a free sponsor plug. Are you ready? Okay. So the reason why you're only going to be short on this interview here is because it's it's champion time up here in in Canada. So we're talking to all these champions, and they got to thank more people. And guess who sponsors this guy that we're talking to? Champion, <laughs> champion. generators. How about that? That was free. That's- <laughs> that sounds good. I appreciate it, Joe. And, and it was actually a really big weekend for uh, for Champion Power Equipment and myself this weekend. We uh, we announced a, a two year deal with uh, with GMS Racing. I'm uh, going back over there full time in, in the Truck Series, and uh, Champion Power Equipment is uh, is a big reason behind that. So uh, they're going to be the primary sponsor for pretty much all of the races. I think 22 of the 23 races. So. Really excited about that. Um, you know, this is something we've been working on all year. and um, Really, really, really excited about the future. Oh, Grant, this is tremendous news. You don't know how happy I was when I read that. I thought, finally, there we go. That's what we're looking at. Uh, so do you know now what truck number it'll be? Or uh, we just get the announcement done, we'll worry about which truck you're going to be in later. Yeah, it'll be the 23 truck. Um, so, which uh, was my number uh, previously when, when I was at GMS Racing and, and, and Arca Series. So, um, pretty pretty cool to, to, to be back in, in that number, and um, that's pretty much the extent of, of everything that, that we know uh, at this point. But uh, you know, we, we still got still got a, a little while to, to kind of put uh, put all the pieces together, and and, uh, and Mike Beam and all, all the guys at GMS to, to put us the, the best team um, uh, around us and. And uh, hopefully go out there and uh, and win win a good bit of races next year. Oh man, that's fantastic! Now you still got the season to finish up here. You got many races left to go uh, to the end of the season. How many you got laid out? So we uh, we, we truck series is, is wrapping up pretty quickly. So we we only have Martinsville and Phoenix left. So uh, we we have a few weeks uh, layover here before we get to Martinsville. We're uh, we're just coming off of. 
uh, a pretty brutal Talladega yesterday. It, uh, man, we, we, we tore up a, a ton of trucks, unfortunately. We got our champion power equipment, uh, number 98, caught up in, in one with about 20 to go. Uh, it's making a pretty aggressive move to, to, to try to try to get the lead of the race and, and hopefully get control of it. And um, just got together and, and, uh, and, and wrecked it pretty good. But, um, man, it seemed, seemed like, uh, you know, over the years, it seemed like we would have a big one and then knock out a bunch of trucks. But it seems like the, the last few Speedway races for, for the truck series here, uh, we've had multiple big ones and, and uh, not very many trucks uh, finished yesterday, unfortunately. But, um, but yeah, just uh, <laughs> super speedways are, are always exciting, and it, just seems, it seems like it's getting more exciting uh, for our truck racers. So we, we need to dial it back just a little bit, I think. Uh, I hear you. You know what, Grant? We are uh, right up against the top of the hour, so we're going to have to cut you loose. But we wanted to get that announcement out there for everybody, and uh, I want to get you back on the show, and we'll talk more about it as things unfold. Sound good? That sounds great, Joe and Joe, and I appreciate y'all having me on, and I say hey to all my Canadian friends up there. Just go win Martinsville and Phoenix, and you'll be right back here. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) That'll happen. Thanks, Grant. Go get it, man. You bet your grand end finger. That is huge news. But that does do it for us tonight on Race Time Radio. Uh, sure hope you enjoyed the show. And don't forget to join us next Sunday right here on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern every Sunday. You can count on it. Have a good one, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.